Boom, we are up, Ben. Um, thanks for being here, dude. Thanks for uh, taking a night or an evening to have a little chat with me, man. How you feeling? Yeah, Chris, man, I'm excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I know we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, so. For sure. So I guess where we should start this off, though, is like you have one of these stories that I like reading about people, and you have almost a true underdog story where you know the pandemic hits, COVID hits, and you get laid off or furloughed from work. You know, you're just – I guess you were just – looking for the bottom of a you know whiskey bottle and then you decided to change things around and you know instead of hitting being on the bottom of things you know start from the bottom now work your way up you know is that pretty much sums it up man it does it does there's a lot of habit stacking there's a lot of making mistakes there's a lot of getting a bloody nose um but yes yeah, slowly it's not like i rolled out of bed one day and wasn't a successful entrepreneur yeah um a lot went into it, but I'm I'm kicking ass and taking names, so we're having fun. Love it, man. So so what was the uh was that the turning point? You just hit there was a day in your life, you just hit rock bottom, you got out of bed one day and you're like, nah, I can't keep doing this shit, man. I gotta start doing something else. You know, I gotta start making moves. I gotta start getting up and you know, having a purpose in myself. Is that kind of what it was? It it was it, it was slow. I can't pinpoint a specific day that I just dropped all the negativity and dropped all the bad stuff and only you know focused on the good i mean we all went through covid right so imagine this covid hits you're in a high octane sales role you're not making sales they furlough you and you come from an alcoholic father and honestly you have some bad drinking habits so you have a plenty of time the government's writing you a check and you're just hanging out drinking and what's crazy is i had never 2020, I have never hiked that much in my life. I was out hiking multiple days a week. I was spending time outside. I was reading. I was writing. But I was also doing things that were holding me back, like binging on Netflix, binge drinking, not working. I had worked my whole life, two jobs my whole life, and then I had zero jobs. And so it's crazy because you're doing all these things that are helping you but then you're doing all these things that are hurting you. Sure. And I had read on my LinkedIn profile because I was trying to find a job. I wasn't actually trying to build my own business at the time. I had to read on my LinkedIn profile and started to network and meet people on LinkedIn. And slowly, we can talk about how I did it. I built a business through networking and meeting great people. But it's not like I rolled out of bed and replaced my sales executive income I, I did in a little bit over a year, um, but it wasn't easy. It wasn't perfect. Sure. And there was no come to Jesus moment where it was all perfect, but I just started to do the next best thing in front of my nose. And it's brought me to where I am today. So you started networking on LinkedIn. Were you just hitting up people that you thought were interesting and just say, shooting them a message and saying, Hey man, what's up? You know, you want to collaborate or what was going, what was the idea behind that? So I had no, I knew this, but I hadn't actually done it, right? I knew that you can't just start pitching random people. It doesn't work. Okay. You need to give value first. I had hosted a Music Cup podcast from 2016. I had re- rebooted it during COVID. Yeah. So I, was already, uh, I was hosting a music show. Loved podcasting, loved growth, you know, personal development, loved business, loved marketing, did marketing as a profession. So I just kind of stacked all these skill sets to create something unique. So I got on LinkedIn 
and I started a local business podcast because I'm born and raised in Rochester, New York, lived here my whole life. Don't really know any other place nearly as well as Rochester. Sure. So I get on LinkedIn, SUNY Brockport's a school I went to. I didn't go to Yale, Harvard, any brilliant school. I'm reaching out to SUNY Brockport alumni business owners, asking them to come on my local business podcast. I had no business. I had no, I had no, I don't, can I swear? Yeah, you, you say anything you want to, bro. I, I, I had no clue what I was doing. Like I literally was the stupidest, shittiest, dumbest person <laughs> in the room. And it was like, you know, hey man, Chris, see you went to SUNY Brockport. I did as well. I just started my business. It looks like you've already made it big time. I know I'm new to this, but do you want to come on my Rochester-based business show? I was the only Rochester-based business show. Right. <laughs> and I these people had never been asked that before. And sure. it wasn't like this calculated thing. It was me just kind of guessing at the time. But by building these local connections, you meet these people. They give nominations for the show. They give referrals. You come to networking groups. Then you start building like a core tribe of people that you're working with on a daily basis. Then you scale that to me, more people, more people, more people, more people. I rebranded from Rochester business connections to real business connections. I just took Rochester and called it real. So I could, you know, reach a larger audience. Sure. It was really just starting super hyper local, not knowing what I was doing, but the short version that I surrounded myself with people that were way smarter than me and they helped lift me up to where I am today. Hmm. The rising tides lift all boats. So exactly, yeah, man. But then that's great, dude. That's awesome. You take a shot in the dark and you just start taking a chance on something, and you know you never expect anything to come out of it, but something happens. You know, I can relate so much to that. I mean, with my podcast, that you know, I started, you know, what hell am I going? A year and a half, two years, something like that. And for you know, first three or four episodes, I just had my friends on here, you know, and now which is great. There's nothing wrong with that, but I never expected it to take off from there. Or go even go past three or four or five episodes, however many it was. But it was just I wanted to keep doing it. I felt good about it. I was having fun doing it, and I wanted to keep working at it. And then now here we're on episode I don't know hundred and whatever with talking to you, and it's been a roll, man. It's like I never expected it to go this far, and I'm glad it did. But I guess my point is though, with I didn't do what you were doing as far as getting on LinkedIn or doing anything, but I took some shots at people like, Hey man, what's up? You want to come on a podcast? We can talk about this, you know, give them my, what is it called? A action or, you know, yeah. your spiel or whatever you want to say. Call whatever you want. Yeah. But I, you know, that was kind of the mindset that I had that, you know, all right, what if they say no, cool. They said no big deal, you know, move on. And then you create something and I'm loving it, man. I'm loving what you did. And like a lot of, I wish a lot more people would not mind how, What's the word am I trying to look for? Not care about how they're going to look or how they're going to seem. Just trying to reach out to people. And, you know, it's tough. You know, nobody likes being rejected. Nobody likes, you know, being told no. But I think you got to take these chances in some parts of your life in order to grow and in order to do something like you were talking about with growth and personal development, bro. Yeah, dude. I don't, people want to help you too. Yeah. Like you don't have to be perfect. You you can be, I open with this all the time. I'm a freaking work in progress. I don't give people a prescription pill that solves all their issues. I'm a work in progress and there isn't any secret key. It's a combination lock. Everybody has their own combination. So I'm still figuring mine out as I go. But by talking to people like you, I can get where I'm trying to go way quicker than 
if I sat in the corner and was too afraid to have this conversation, like who knows what'll come of this man. And you're kicking ass and taking names. The podcast is going great. And I really appreciate all that you've accomplished so far. And I'm kind of honored that you had me on the show, man. Man, Yeah, no, it's like, you know, you were talking about surrounding yourself with, you know, a tribe and like-minded people. And one thing that I've noticed is another common theme with having people like you on here is that, Oh, you know, people are always wanting to do better. And, you know, and even if it's just, you know, like I said, taking a chance on writing a book or starting a, uh, like a life coach thing, or even a music podcast that, you know, nobody that I know, or really just, there's a lot of people who are content on saying, all right, I'm just going to go work my eight to five, my seven to four, whatever, and just live out my days until I retire 30 years later. And that's fine. If, if you're happy, it that's fine. fine. Yeah. I don't mind it. You know, I don't care. That's you. That's, that's your choice. But there's other people like us, I feel like you're wanting to grow and, you know, make a difference in life and, and learn to take everything they've absorbed as far as knowledge and life skills and, and just, you know, share it to the world and, you know, make something bigger with their lives that maybe, like you said, you had an alcoholic father, but maybe something bigger that, you know, previous generations or older generations haven't done yet. And it's a cool feeling, man. It's a cool feeling to get that creativity bug out and actually do something for yourself and succeed at something and know, man, I created this, you know, I'm my own boss. Now I can do work when I want to and do what I want to, when I want to, man, it's, it's a great feeling. Dude. And, and that's why I like podcasts because of that feeling. I know the listeners are like that as well. There's a lot of people in my life. I love them to death. Honestly, I love the crap out of them. They've never listened to a podcast in their life. Yeah. And that's okay. They've been kicking ass at their nine to five their entire life. And they actually have way more money than me. And they have a nice family and they have shit together. But then there's so many people that are just like wanting knowledge and they just, they're, they're, they're excited to learn something new and that's you and that's me and that's the listeners. And I love those kind of people. Yeah. That's, you know, when I first started listening to podcasts, it was like 2017 and I didn't have a fixed mindset, but as far as a growth mindset or personal development, I guess I was kind of one of those people that was just kind of stuck in my ways and just kind of, well, this is where life is going to be for me for the next X amount of years. And then I think I started listening to podcasts. I started listening about, you know, the challenges other people went through or, you know, Hey, they had an underdog story too, where they, you know, grew up with an abusive family and, you know, barely didn't know if they were going to eat the next day and stuff like that. And I was like, wow. And then, you know, like, man, they're here now, you know, they're doing, making X amount of money, just living the best life. And it's like, wow, this, this just shows, you know, if you put in hard work, if you stay true to yourself, if you, you know, meet the right people and yeah, have a little bit of luck on your side that, you know, great things can happen, you know? And, and it's also one of those things that, you know, if you start surrounding yourself with, you know, what are the, was that stupid saying that you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most? Yeah, man. You know, and that's cool. You know, and that's cool that you surround yourself with like-minded people to be successful and want to do bigger things. And then you feed off each other and, you know, and, you know, you start a podcast with your friends and boom, you know, cool magic happens. And then you get to, you know, learn the ways of other people and that it's just not, you know, one size fits all. You know, everyone has their own hero's journey, I guess. And, you know, and there's no one life path. I guess that's my point to success and stuff. Everyone's got their own way of doing things, but if it's podcast or if it's just reading or if it's just taking chances and failing and then learning from that, then boom, whatever works, you know? Just what I was saying, man, it's a combination lock. We all have our own combination and your listeners probably learn a ton from you and kind of mimic some of the stuff you do. Maybe they'll take some takeaways from me. Sure. Neither of us have the freaking gospel 
Mm. Every every person's going to have a different combination of things in their life that make them specifically them and specifically happy and successful as them. So write down some takeaways, guys, but don't, you know, idolize or just mimic someone. Find your own way, right? Yeah, there's no life manual that says, hey, this is the key to, you know, success and happiness and everything that you want in life. And they're not the one that I know of anyway. But if COVID taught me anything, it's that there isn't a manual on life. There's <laughs> we, we we're figuring this stuff out as we go. We don't have all the sure. answers, man. Sure. And I want to get your insights on this. What do you think talking about podcasts and like getting information and stuff like that? What do you think the future of podcasting is? You know, I mean, there's, I guess what I'm getting at, there's what, four, three million podcasts right now? I mean, do you think five, 10 years from now, it's just going to keep getting bigger and bigger or is it going to move on and morph into something else? Or what's your thoughts? I have so many thoughts on this. So first off, I think the long form audio medium, which is difficult for a lot of people because we are in a low attention span culture. But the beauty <laughs> about a podcast is I could be on the treadmill right now. I could be on a bike. I could be doing dishes. I could be in the back. Like you can listen to a podcast anywhere. So sure. I think long form podcasts are going to stay. I think micro content on the Instagrams and TikToks and honestly, a new platform will probably come out. That's just going to get bigger and bigger. One thing that's dope, I don't do it, but all the bigger podcasters and influencers do it. There's a camera right here. You could also have a camera right here, camera on the other side of me. You could have someone live with a camera, multiple microphones. So what you do, I see the future is podcast is going to be this long form place where people get, you know, the long form content. Then you can have multiple cameramen creating content. I'm speaking on Zoom all day. I'm in consultation calls, sales calls, any of that stuff. You could record that. You can transcribe podcasts. So I think podcast is going to be the main source. And it's going to be for the true fans that want to dive deep. Then micro content's going to be huge. I think the other prediction that's just a thought is I think there's going to start being a paywall um, because podcasting has and always has been free. Sure. You get a you get a Harvard level education at the palm of your fingertips. Eventually, I think that the Patreon like subscription model is going to be more popular. Where I think podcasters are going to start charging in the long term because it's going to get flooded. So the good podcast, why wouldn't they charge? Yeah. Well, we're kind of already starting to see that with, you know, exclusive content stuff that, mm -hmm. Hey, if you want, I don't know, I guess however anybody wants to do it, but yeah, if you want a certain amount of extra audio or, you know, to hear what, you know, Robert Downey Jr. said, you need to pay X amount of money to hear that, you know, or, you know, somebody gave me an idea one time that I should start charging that, you know, once immediately, like, you know, when we get on the Zoom call, like start recording no matter what. And then, you know, and then have like a, the before show what we talked about, then like the after show what we talk, do and talk about, which I was kind of like, you know, and I, I get that, you know, another way of a revenue stream and stuff, but I, I still, I, maybe I'm, I just like the fact that it's still free. And that mm -hmm. I think most people will still, they love anything that's free, you know, and they'll still subscribe to something that, oh, I'll just go listen to a podcast that's free or whatever. And, and maybe that's just me thinking, being naive, but, you know, for something that's like, if I see it, like, oh, I got to pay for this right now, man, I'll just move on to somebody else and find where I can find more free content. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when, you know, Napster was around and everybody wanted music for free and then mm -hmm. they actually had to start paying for it. But then there's still ways of people still out there trying to find it for free. But I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it, I guess. 
and people will get it for free and they'll find it for free. But I, I love that hook point. I don't know what the question is off the top of my head, but you ask a really spicy question and you say, you know, thank you for listening. The next 15 minutes are an exclusive for our podcast listeners. You're not taking the freebie away from the free listeners, but again, you have what you had, you brought this up already exclusive content Mm -hmm. behind a paywall for the people that want at the end of the day, I want to support somebody. Sure. When they put hours and hundreds of hours of time into bettering me, I'm an asshole if I don't buy their product. That's a good point. That's my opinion. And not that everyone listening is an asshole if they don't buy our products, but I almost feel like indebted because I know the work that went into creating that podcast, bringing on the guests, this and that. I want to support people and people are always going to steal shit anyways. But people are always going to want to support you anyways as well. I mean, that's a great point, Ben, that if, yeah, that if somebody does feel that, oh, they, you know, Ben brought value to my day to day and he shared some knowledge with me I could have never had before that I want to reward him in some way, whether it be, uh, you know, you know, like on Twitch where they donate money to those guys, which I don't know if it's because they brought value to them or they're just doing it to donate money just to donate money. But yeah, I mean, that does make sense. Cause you know, I'm like that. If I'm a firm believer in a product or something, I don't mind spending extra money just because I know what I'm getting out of that. So that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. That made, made me change my way of thinking about another, it. Another thing you could do is you can go leave Chris a review. If you're not driving right now, just go leave a review. I'm not kidding, man. I leave reviews all the time because kindness comes back around. It takes you about 45 seconds. It takes you about 60 minutes to hear the podcast. Take the 45 seconds, leave a review. That's totally free, and it shows them some love. So, And, and- and just talking about the future of podcasting, so and that's a good point. I appreciate you saying that too about reviews. I'm like, I'm like plugging you. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> I'm glad you're doing it because I, I fail at it a lot. But uh, uh crap. Well, oh yeah, that's my point. That uh, we were talking about this at the gym tonight. That you know, with Apple bringing out their VR headsets and like the Meta World already coming at that, you know where we're doing this podcast on zoom that we'll be able to do this in the the meta world and it'll almost be almost lifelike. And that's what I was kind of thinking as far as the future of podcasting, that's where it might go. And that, you know, people, if we did this show live or whatever, that, Ooh, we can all sit there and like sit around in the room with Ben and Chris and listen Mm -hmm. to what they're talking about. And like, it's almost like so lifelike that we're actually doing this in person. That stuff scares the head. It's a little scary, but it's dystopian to me because it's like, oh, I might never have to leave my room again. Like, yeah. isn't that kind of a sad thought? I could go, like Joe Rogan or Naughty, just a good example. I could go see Joe Rogan live every time you're four hour episode. Let's do that on my Saturday. I don't have to go out to the bar. I don't have to go play sure. sports. I don't have to go to a show. Just watch Joe Rogan at home and I have front row seats. That's kind of cool, but dystopian to me, man. It scares me a little bit that that's possible. Yeah, that's that was my point, that it would become to a point where you almost don't differentiate reality versus you know, the VR world or whatever, and that you might get so hooked up, like you're saying that, Ooh, I could go watch, you know, the Joe Rogan episode for X amount of hours. And then, Ooh, I'll just hop over and go watch, you know, one of his boys will do a comedy show in the VR world. And then, you know, you're there for six hours in the VR world is doing all this stuff. And yeah, then like, Oh wait, how many hours? What, you know, what, what have I been doing? I mean, you know, it's Saturday night and it's already Sunday morning, you know, and it's just, that's what I think the problem might become that people, 
get so obsessed with video games and stuff like that, that where they lose themselves in a video game, they lose all track of time, they lose all track of their responsibilities. And this could almost be like that. And especially also since that workplaces are starting to like, I hear they're having VR meetings, you know, as far as, uh, yeah, as far as you know, with the goggles and stuff. And it's like, wow, you know, that's going to be almost matrix type things, you know, Oh, I'll just go back into my world, put on my stuff and boom, I'm here. I don't know, man. I have so much fun on VR, but if you're in it long enough, you take the goggles out, dude. It's like I just got hit by a bus, or like I just <laughs> I have food poisoning or something. I start to see double. Like I don't think our body naturally is meant to be sure. wired in to that kind of experience. I feel like something in the nervous system just doesn't like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've never had this before, and you know, and obviously, we've never had this before in all of time. <laughs> but and it's one of those things that our brains are probably not wired for that type of interactions. You know, I mean, we're still just thinking about. Yeah, I don't know. We're just yeah. That's I guess that's my whole point. Our brains are never meant to handle stuff like that. You know, and all of civilization. And now that we're putting all this onto it, I mean, where does it go from there? Do we start getting? you know, dumber Do we start getting, you know, better because we have more access to information and seeing people. And, and do we lose that human connection though? You know, where we think that, you know, you and I obviously are having this conversation here and where it's this type of human connection because, you know, we can see each other. Yeah. But we can't actually get the whole in-person vibe, you know, it's, mm-hmm. does that make kind of sense? Like I always ask people, you know, when you do your podcast or if somebody has their podcast, do you feel like it goes better in person or do you feel like it's just as, easy to do it through zoom or the screens. What do you think? I think it depends on personality. I think about context matters. Um, I like zoom because it's a controlled environment. I'm in the courtesy of my own home. I took a pee right here. I had dinner a minute ago. I know my mic sounds the way it sounds. Um, I can call you from anywhere in the world. It's very convenient and it's a controlled environment. And I like that. Or if we were both in a studio where neither of us have ever been, mm-hmm. I think I might have more nerves. True. However, some people have no nerves. I mean, everybody's different, right? The only thing I know for a fact is that if you're listening to a podcast, watching the people in a virtual reality world and just voyeuristically listening in a virtual, like there's no, you're not socializing with anyone. Mm. We're on zoom, but we're still having a conversation. I can look at you eye to eye, human to human, but the moment we go virtual with third and fourth and five and 500 parties there, yeah. It just seems kind of disconnected and lonely to me, man. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. You know, it's, I've had very successful podcasts just doing them on Zoom, and I've had for a couple in-person ones that I thought went very well as well. Mm. But the point of being in a controlled environment, you know, I always feel – obviously, I think most people would agree that, you know, they obviously feel better in a controlled environment. And if we did this at a neutral location or – if I did it in Rochester, New York, you know, it would be a little bit different for me just being a new environment, didn't know how things were going to go, never being in Rochester, New York. And I don't know, I mean, maybe back in the younger me, I felt like it's like a, you go to your first job interview, like your first full time job interview. You're a little bit nervous about it. And there's some people who are stone cold. They don't get in there. Like you said, they get they're just 
it's easy for him. But a little anxiety builds up in for me and like, oh, how's this going to go? I start planning for the future, start thinking of everything that could go wrong instead of mm-hmm. everything that could go right. So, yeah, I, I guess I see it both ways, but I don't know. I, I guess I've had people on here or not even on here, but just listen to people on other podcasts who just say, no, you got to do it in person. That's the best way to get the full interaction out of it. But yeah, I guess I'm, I'm still on the fence about it, but I cause like you said, depending on the personality and stuff, you know, I think you can make it work either way. And I've never had a conversation where I just felt like, Oh, it was just stupid doing it this way. You know? I like the video element. I don't know if you've ever done a podcast, just no video or just over the phone. No, I haven't done one of those. I did a podcast on the phone and I don't know, man, I don't know if it's just body language or like you, it, it just didn't feel comfortable. You yeah. know what I mean? It is in person. Definitely. If there's comfort, that's the best way to have any conversation. I mean, you, you'd forget the microphones or ever when you're shooting the, you know, shooting the breeze with your friends, you're not thinking about microphones uh-huh. or this or that, and you're not umming or eyeing or stumbling and you don't always say all the perfect stuff, but it comes out naturally. Sure. I feel like it's easier to fall into that flow if you're in person yeah because i see your microphone i'm wearing a headset i'm very conscious of the fact we're recording a podcast so i do think it's easier to fall into flow in person but all the people i want on my show i can't get them in person so let's just do zoom we'll make it easy speaking of flow do you feel like you know shooting the shit with like your boys outside of here when you know you're not recording i mean do you find yourself in a different headspace or a different you know, I guess the energy is like, okay, I know we're recording. I know I want to be this way. I got to show up this way. But, you know, with your boys, you know, you're more relaxed and you, you know, like you were saying, you don't care if you say, um, or stumble over your words or whatever, just because I, I feel like I'm and some people might argue, but when I do the podcast, I would want this to be the exact same conversation we would be having if we were eating in Rochester, New York together, you know, it'd be mm-hmm. the exact same person. But I do notice that some words or some, remarks that come out you know when i know we're recording like you know i'll say just because i feel like you know i have to because i know we're recording like i feel like i have to be in this headspace does that kind of make sense what i'm saying or asking it does make sense okay i think it can be a good thing in a lot of scenarios um because we're entertainment we're either education or entertainment but regardless whoever is listening has taken time out of their day to listen to us So you and I could probably talk stats about a team that no one likes. We're just going to bore the shit out of everybody. So it's almost a good thing to be like, okay, I want to level up a little bit. I want to bring value. Um, But you do need to realize that. Yeah. I mean, we're not, we're just people. We're not actors on a stage. This is unscripted. Like you do want to keep it real and authentic, but I think it's a good thing to kind of, for me, it's a chip on my shoulder. I want to show up. I was tired today. I was tired at dinner and I'm not tired anymore because I want to show up for you and anybody else at home. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point too, because there is sometimes I'll get on here and be like, Oh man, I got a podcast later. And just, you know, after my workouts or whatever, it's like, man, I don't know if I really feel like doing it because I'm tired. But when I start, you know, I get excited, you know, I get to meet somebody new and we start getting to a really engaging, stimulating conversation and it gets pretty exciting for me. And then it's, Ooh, and I'm glad I did this. Now it's starting to become more fun. And, and it still also blows my mind that, you know, I get on here and I don't even know how these conversations are going to go besides, you know, whatever 
X amount of emails that we exchanged before getting on here. And it's like, man, I'm getting ready to go talk to a stranger, you know, on, you know, sometimes on the other side of the world or four or five States above me have no clue how this is going to go. And it's cool. It is. It's, I don't know. I think it's kind of the fun of it too, for me. And like you, you're taking a risk, you're putting yourself out there and, you know, oh, what is going to happen? Is this could go really bad? We could get to a huge argument. We could just say, "Oh, fuck this!" We're in this podcast right now. We're done, and who knows? But it's it, and I think it's part of the excitement. There's that whole new energy you were talking about. I agree wholeheartedly with that, dude. It's part of the if if you were to go on a blind date and you knew it was going to be recorded for the world, mm. are you going to take a shower beforehand? Try to get in a good mental space. Do you think they're going to do the same? It's like. Obviously, we're not on a date, but you don't know these people that well. You want to show up as your best. You know what I'm sure. saying? You want to show up as your best. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, when you we were hitting up all those uh, people on LinkedIn, you want to, you know, put your best stuff out there when you were, you know, saying like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm a local business guy, whatever. Yeah. You want to give them your best. You just don't want to say like, hey, man, what's up? You want to do something? You know, like a podcast? You want to do a podcast? Yeah. You want to put yourself out there. You want to put your best foot forward. I mean, that's when you wholeheartedly know that it means something to you when you know like, oh, I want to show up and be my best and take a shower before, you know, I want to impress these people. I want to do all the right things. Mm -hmm. I get that. You know, I get it. You know, who people who just don't want to do that. It's like, Oh, well you don't really care about it or you didn't really want it or you were just being lazy, but no, nah, it's, you got to do a little something. You got to put a little work in, in some, in all areas, you know, not just, a, you can try a couple of things. If it doesn't work out, all right, build off that. And it's like, okay, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. Let me do something else different this time, but you got to put in some work. You got to do some, you got to do some things. You do, so, dude. I, yeah. we didn't, we didn't dive into every little thing I did. We don't have to, but I didn't, become successful at anything because i sent out a few linkedin messages what worked is even when i stunk at podcasting was very new and green to all of this stuff yeah i showed up as my best self i followed up i did whatever i could to over deliver i did whatever i could to make introductions i did whatever i could to be of value and i'm going to do the same for you man like i don't want the conversation to end today that is what made me successful actually putting in the extra work so it's easy just to write down message people on linkedin start a podcast make money growing a business none of that shit works if you don't true they call it work because it works do you have to work to make it work and here's the thing you can do work that's something you're dispassionate about and it'll work but it'll work for someone else Mm. so if you're passionate about something and work works do the work to make it work that makes (laughs) sense how many times do i have to say work work works even if it works for someone else and not you so if you have something you want to accomplish fill in the blank it could be different go do it and you will accomplish it because work works but you can't just take the tactics and expect it to work if you don't actually go out and grind that'd be like the most if you were to take that at like a 60 second tiktok i think it said work about 12 times (laughs) it's like how many times you gonna say it you know jocko willick yeah dude love that guy dude that's how he talks he's just like good dude yeah as he says that about everything had a bad day good had a good day good didn't sleep good this is an opportunity this is a blessing yeah dude go to work (laughs) go to work your positive element man that's a badass dude right there for sure yeah that's why he is who he is exactly 
And, and going back a little bit, just talking about your passions and being passionate about something. And I guess I already know the answer to this question, but was, you know, is music your passion? Is that why you started a music podcast? Yeah. So three main values and I think I have them down. It's growth, connection, and fun. And when I was in high school, I was an outcast. I was a really quiet kid and I connected with the music industry. I was never the best musician. I played guitar, drums. I was never great, but I was the one like setting up MySpace pages, handing out flyers, supporting. I didn't know that I was going to build a life in marketing and promotion at the time. But I was finding my way because I liked having fun. I liked connecting and I liked growing these musicians. Mm. So fun. I loved, I, I used to, I had a basketball jersey for every day of the week during my childhood. I don't even know. I think my parents washed them because I'd sleep in them, but I had a jersey for every day of the week. Nice. And they'd wash them for me. I was just obsessed. I went from, I went from basketball and sports to music. Nowadays, honestly, I'm obsessed with marketing and business. As long as I can grow, connect with people and have fun, I don't even know if it really matters what I'm doing. Those are the three things that I value most. And then music, podcasting, sports, it all just lands in that category, dude. Yeah. I mean, those three things, you can apply them to almost anything. Is way I, like Just like you said. And that's pretty – that's a good mindset. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, that's a cool way to figure that up. I mean, was that just part of – your trial and error is just like working, like, you know, as far as growth and fun and like, oh, yeah, I'm having fun doing this. I like this. I want to keep this going. Or, oh, this is not really working out for me anymore. I want to move on to something else. It's never too late, but I had to work backwards. Like, I didn't discover any of this stuff until literally the past like two years. Yeah. But if you look most importantly about ages five to 12, what lit you up during that time from five to 12? And then you take what lit you up during that time and you'll notice throughout your life that you repeat old patterns. For me, hmm. alcoholic father, really not, I needed a sense of belonging. I would always try hard to be liked because I never felt like I fit in. That's the connection. I was always obsessed with having fun my entire life. If it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Again, basketball, the jersey, fun. That was a very young thing I developed um, in growth. I was quite literally the shortest kid. I was the shortest boy in the class. Literally, the only person shorter than me was a little Asian girl named Olivia Lee. Uh, and think about you're a basketball player. You got a good skill set. You think you're going to be the next Michael Jordan, but you're destined to reach five eight. Like, <laughs> I know how it goes. So when you look at those things, these developed at a young, I didn't realize this until recently, right? I'm not acting like I know everything, but fun growth and development and connection were literally throughout my entire life. So if someone wants to take a list, you could just Google search top values, Yeah, take a list of values, cross out the ones you don't like, circle the ones you do. Then take the circled ones, start highlighting the ones that really stand out, and then cross out until you get to two, three, or at most five. Mm. You take what you started to develop when you were younger. I'm willing to bet those values have permeated throughout your entire life. Once you're able to figure out what they were and still are, you can actually start designing your life 
specifically around those things. And it's going to be different for some people. It's integrity. Some people it's humility. Some people it's success. Like we have different values. What speaks to you live in alignment with that. Like if I can grow, meet people and connect with them and have fun, I don't care what I'm doing. I got nothing else to say. (laughs) (laughs) No. Do you think that most entrepreneurs entrepreneurs or just people in general don't know their values or what they value? I think I'm one of those people. I think most people follow um, the keyword is should and what, what should I do? What is this person doing? You should do this. You should do that. What car, what girl, what money, what bank account, what business stop doing what the person on Instagram's doing or your father did or your mother did or your friend groups doing, if you course correct and go to the values first, it's not what should I do? It's what was I meant to do? And maybe a luxury car doesn't, maybe I would rather have a truck. Like don't do what everyone else tells you to do. Figure out where you're aligned and just do that. And and you can, you don't have to be so freaking stubborn that you're not, you know, malleable and able to kind of move around and be a chameleon. But yeah, man, I think most entrepreneurs and most humans do things that people tell them they should do mm-hmm. because of all the what's that they should have. Yeah. No, it's almost like a status symbol too, that, you know, you're not successful. You know, somebody told me this one time, or maybe they didn't tell me, but I heard it somewhere that you're not successful unless you own a Rolex, you know, and it's like, well, that's not, I mean, I get that, but it's not true. I mean, I don't even wear a watch and not to say I'm successful or anything, but well, you know, well, I don't think you have to show, you have to have a status symbol to show like, Ooh, you know, look at me. I got a Rolex. I'm, I'm the shit. I mean, what, what would you rather have a Rolex or 10 Rolexes in real estate? Oh, in real estate for sure. I mean, the ten, you might like the Rolex. Yeah. 10 Rolexes in real estate is more valuable. For sure. <laughs> like, yeah, but I don't know. They, there used to be people who, or they, I mean, they're not used to be, there still are people that, you know, well, you know, they have to drive a certain car in order to fit in and or wear a certain brand clothing. And that's all nice. And I'm not knocking nice stuff. I mean, I like nice stuff or whatever. But like you said, you know, if you don't like driving a, six figure Mercedes or whatever, then if you want a truck, go drive a truck, man. Yeah. Why not Mm -hmm. be yourself, be you. I mean, you know, don't try to be like everybody else. That's no fun. And I think that was one thing I struggled with because growing up, you know, and I, maybe this is most teenagers and young adults that I thought, like what you said, like I was always seeing like through the media, through my friends and through what, Oh, I, this is what I have to be doing. This is what I should be. Is that what you said? What's versus should. I should. Yeah. I cringe when I hear should sometimes because I realize like it's just people pushing their agenda on you. Exactly, exactly, dude. And I was like, that's not me. You know, got to a certain point. It's like, man, you know, that's, I don't know if I liked what I did or, you know, that's not cool. I didn't, why did I do that? And, you know, I guess, you know, I don't really like to say I have regrets or anything, but you start to find yourself and, you know, learn from yourself and, you know, I've always been hearing that, you know, you take these journeys by yourself, you know, whether it's traveling or just sitting alone for a while and you actually just say like, Hey, what does Chris like? What does Ben like? You know, what am I doing here? You know, is this, am I happy? Is this what I thought, you know, my life for all my life wanted to be in X amount of years, you know, 
And you should, and if it's not, if you're, if something's wrong, then change it. You know, it's not the end of the world. Like you said that, you know, you can be, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old and decide that, you know, I want to make a change now, you know? Dude, you can make a change anytime yeah, you want. Exactly. I'm acting like I know this stuff, dude. I'm I'm just on the journey trying to figure a lot of it out. Sometimes I feel like I'm saying the things that I'm supposed to say, but I don't even know what I believe some of the time, man. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm conditioned, dude. I'm conditioned by the people I listen to, the people around me, the people that mentor me. I repeat the things they say. I don't even know if I'm right, man. You could just turn this off. I'm probably wrong about everything I've said today. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not an expert in anything, but bro, <laughs> and I'm right there with you. And you know, if you if you yeah, I'm right there next to you. If people need to turn this off, they don't like saying <laughs> or whatever, and that's fine. But again, you know, because I get a lot of my information from others, and like that's how I learn. And and it's one of these things that I got. I, I don't know if it's my theory or if I'm borrowing it from somebody that there's so much information out there there's so much you know as far as podcasts books audiobooks you know movies everything out there you can absorb so much information it's like how much of these theories are actually on my own anymore and you know obviously like i i like little quotes and stuff like that and you know listen to people like about their theories and stuff I was like wait did i hear that or did i make that up or is that mine or whatever but mm-hmm. you know one of those things is just that you know, anything that's said anymore, is that already been said or am I actually trying to have an original thought anymore? Or is it somebody else say that too, but in a different way? Does that kind of make sense what I'm saying? Because yeah, I do. Yeah. And I like that stuff. And yeah. And I'm just like, oh, wait, wait. Okay. Well, I, and I want to give credit to these people that I've said it or have not or whatever, but I don't know anymore. And this is so much I've forgotten or whatever, but I say shit on here. And it's just like, I picked that up from somebody else because it meant something to me and I liked it. And I was like, Hey, I like the way he's talking. I like that theory. I like the way he's living his life. Let me try to express that myself. And then if you don't like it, like you said, hey, I'll, I'll make a change. Okay, it's not too late. I may have wasted a little time, but no big deal. Here, we'll turn the volume a little bit different. Boom. Mm-hmm. Now we're making money, hopefully. <laughs> Dude, and all those people, they might have trademarked something because they took the time to like legalize but they're saying stuff they learn from somebody else too. I mean, if you look at like stoic philosophy and Plato and you look at Jesus and all the religions, or even if you look at like a hundred years ago, think and grow rich. Now everybody's talking about the law of attraction. They've been talking about that for over a hundred years. Like everybody's just regurgitating the same stuff in a different way. What if what's original? I could come up with an original metaphor, but it's just going to describe something that was already what it was before I came up with the metaphor. So you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you, man. And sometimes I feel you know, like I get on here, like we were talking about this, like I start talking and just saying random shit. And I was like, well, I picked this up from somewhere, you know, and like when we were talking about, you know, are you being your true self when you're recording or how are you when you're not, you know, you're not recording. Like I said, I try to be the same person I am in both areas. And, you know, I think some stuff for some reason, like, you know, depending on the energy and the vibe that you, you know, you and I are having, or how the conversation is going, stuff comes out of my head that I normally probably wouldn't say mm. outside of here. But for some reason, just like, you know, if we get something will trigger my brain is, like, oh yeah, that metaphor or that theory or whatever. It's like, oh, let me say it on here. Or sometimes I'll say a word like, where the, where the hell did that come from? I ain't said that word in forever. And maybe that's just cause, you know, I have the brain energy flowing. Whereas, you know, maybe throughout the rest of my day, I'm kind of on autopilot and just knowing, like, all right, I'm just going through my day. I know I'm going through here. I know I'll have this conversation about, you know, whatever at the gym or whatever at work. And 
going about my day. You know, it's just like, oh, hey, how's your day going? Oh, almost Friday, right, guy? <laughs> you know, those stupid conversations. And but yeah, I guess that's I don't really I lost my point on that part. But you yeah. know, my I'll add I'll add a point. Cool. You want people to challenge you. Like if a, if a conversation's challenging and it's not challenging, like this is not adversarial. There's no wanting up. Like if we can challenge each other, we're going to do better. Yeah. You're going to the gym. You use the gym in analogy, you know, let's say you're going to the gym, same workout, similar routine every five days for a week for months. And then you go in and you bring someone in and they have you work the same muscles in a different way. And you're like, holy shit, I didn't have the mobility or I'm not as strong as it's because someone came in and challenged you. So mm-hmm. my only point here is surround yourself with people that are challenging you that, that you're in a similar league as, you know, don't just be at the high horse. Even if you're a mentor, find Ment- mentee people but find your own mentors as well because you want people challenge you at all times and it's crazy the things we can come up with yeah and that's a good point ben just because you know being challenged almost people want to be so right nowadays that if you know if you said that hey two plus two is five and and you firmly believe that and i was like ben what the hell are you talking about bro you know that's completely wrong you would you know i don't want to offend anybody or do anything like that but i was like hey let's have a conversation about this on why i think that two plus two is not five mm-hmm. or whatever but you know i'm almost afraid that people don't like being called out or almost they're feeling like they're being belittled at all the time but you know like you talking about having a challenging comfort or just being challenged that, you know, I will, you know, people need these challenges and that's how you grow. And, and if you firmly believe something that you don't have to call the other person garbage for not believing what you think or having the same facts as you do, but kind of see it their way too. And just have a civil discussion about it. And say, Hey man, all right, cool. You, you didn't believe that iPads were made. Okay. Well let's sit there and talk about it then if you don't like them. But you know, is, is that kind of makes sense what I'm saying that, you know, we can have these discussions and, and challenge each other and just like, Hey man, what's this talking? Cool. And if you think differently at the end of the day, still want to hang out with you as long as you're a good person. I mean, if you have different wavelengths, that's fine or different thoughts. That's cool. I mean, that's fine to me, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You know, as long as you treat people right, as long as you're good to me, as long as you're not over there kicking puppies and stuff. Yeah. I think we're going to have a, so we'll be a good person. That's all I'm trying to say. Be cool. a good person. Yeah, two, two scenarios. Person A says something to person B. Person B is like, you're stupid. Why would you ever say that? Mm-hmm. That's scenario one. Scenario two. Person A says something to person B. Person B has a fight or flight response because they're slightly triggered by what person A said. They think they're wrong. Yep. But person B takes a deep breath and says, where did you come to that conclusion? Why do you think that way, though? Yeah. Person B starts listening to person A. Person A feels seen, heard, and understood. Doesn't change person B's mind, but person B now understands person A. And if person A is actually wrong, now person B might have the capacity to persuade person A to the truth because they listened when in the first scenario, they just started to, you know, spit in person A's face about being wrong. This is really common sense stuff, but we're so triggered in that first moment of like, Oh, this person's wrong or, Oh, this person offended me that we forget to slow down, realize we're speaking to another human that just wants to be seen, heard and understood for sure. And if we actually care about the outcome, 
why wouldn't we do it the right way? I don't know. It seems like common sense to me, but it is hard to do. It's really hard to do just because everybody just, I don't know if it's entitlement, if it's just the world we're living in, if it's society, social media, everyone wants to be right. You know, and they love getting on Twitter and having these huge arguments. <laughs> and that's how they want to spend their whole day, having these, being a keyboard warrior and trying to say their piece on why they're right, why, and everyone else is wrong. And, and I'm, I'm and talking about Jocko Willick earlier that I'm one of the, once I read his book, extreme ownership, if I fuck up, man, if I mess up, I want to be the person like, okay, mm-hmm. I said that wrong. Okay. I was wrong in that point, And I don't mind being corrected just because again, you know, that way next time I can be like, Oh, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the facts and figures. You know, I said that completely wrong. And, and if people don't want to, if they want to be closed minded like that, that's fine. If you're happy, Fine. I don't care. Whatever. Go keep living your life thinking two plus two is five. Cool. But, you know, I like that, you know, and I like, you know, having being challenged and having somebody like, oh, well, let me rethink that. Let me. OK, let me I don't, let me see his point of view. It makes sense to me now, you know, and again, I don't have to agree with it completely, but I don't have to, you know, shoot you down and try to put you down a level. And, and it's one of these things that if I attack you and just automatically say like, Oh, you're just, you're garbage or you're water trash or whatever. It's like almost to me, it admits that, you know, I'm wrong in a conversation and that I cannot even speak or justify on why I think what I want or, or think why I think I, the way I think, you know, was it Einstein? Or was it uh, hopefully, I guess mm-hmm. that said, if you can't explain it to a five-year-old then you probably shouldn't talk about it or something like that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That. Yeah. 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 That's kind of always stuck with me too. And then, you know, and again, like as far as certain topics or whatever, I'm probably the last person that should be talking about anything, but it's still fun. And, you know, again, it's like a learning experience for me and I enjoy it. Dude, I've talked about things that I shouldn't have talked about. And I forgot to preface that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and someone calls me out on it and I get defensive at first. And then I'm really happy that they called me out on it. Yeah. And they're really happy that I had the humility to say, yeah, I kind of yeah, didn't. Dude. dude, it's all about, and at the end of the day, it's humility. What's tough is what you said. Some keyboard cowards, keyboard don't, cowards. they don't want the dialogue. Yeah. And to be honest, I had someone messaging me from a Google voice number. Basically, I have a screenshot of it. I was going to post it. And then I'm like, I don't want any more drama online. I'm not going to post it. It was a screenshot. And I wrote, I have my first hater. Because basically they were hating on me like hardcore, Damn. but through a keyboard, like a phone number that's not actually associated. They just got it off Google Voice. Right. And they were unwilling to have a dialogue with me. Mm. And I was actually really like upset about it for a little over a day. And then through my peers and my girlfriend, I started to realize like, this person's nothing. Yeah, this person. I mean, not that they're nothing like they deserve to be seen, heard and understood as well. But in this scenario, they're not they are zero service to me. They're only making me upset and they're not willing to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, somebody who wants to spend their energy just attacking you and for whatever reason, just because you said something or did something, it's like, why? I mean, why is that going to make you feel better at the end of the day for somebody who does that when they could be like you and use that energy and go, you know, what, what is your, you have a network of five podcasts, you know, like, Hey man, go put that energy and turn it into something positive. You know, why would you spend eight hours a day? Like the key, there's keyboard cowards. Like you said, I like that. I gotta remember that, that, you know, Hey, you spend that eight hours doing something better. You know, like, again, like your, your story where, 
you decided, hey, I'm going to stop, you know, drinking whiskey and or whatever, and I'm going to turn around and start, you know, doing something with my life. You know, I, I'm I want to be better. I want to do better. You know, that's just I don't get that mindset where people just sometimes just don't want to do that. And again, I guess that goes back to what we were saying earlier. And if, if you're happy, then don't, but don't be the guy complaining about, Oh, well, he only got that because he already knew that person or because he already had, you know, millions of dollars in his bank account or whatever. Don't be that guy, you know, don't play the victim all the time. I mean, yeah. it doesn't work And here. This is tough. Cause I, I've been in sad spark. I've been in sad places in my life. I've been depressed before. I've been feeling miserable and you get sucked into things. I was never keyboard coward, but I'd watch just trashy YouTube videos for two hours, two hours, two days straight yeah, and not feel good about myself. But one thing that I've learned is that if you feed the beast, it only gets worse. Sure. Some people have a chemical imbalance, which is really freaking tough. Some people have a bad household. Some people have a bad situation. The question is, are you going to feed that beast? You might not be able to roll out of bed and become Tony Robbins overnight. That's not possible. But if you're feeding the beast when you already have a disposition towards sadness or anger, if you're feeding that beast, you're just going to make it worse. And again, some people have a chemical imbalance that you cannot control, but you can control how you handle that scenario that you were born into or currently are in. I mean, I feel again, common sense, but really common sense isn't common at all, man. It's difficult <laughs> and I struggle with it, but dude, it's like, what beast are we going to feed? Are we going to feed the beast that's bringing us down? Or are we going to feed the angel? We'll just call it. That's lifting us up. Like it seems sure. like common sense, but yeah, man, it's difficult. Yeah. You yeah. want to be healthy, eat good food. Right. Yeah. You, you know, want to be smart, read books. <laughs> yeah. You want to make more money, start working. I mean, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go. No, 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 no. You're fine, dude. I mean, just because to your point, that was a really good point. And sometimes when I get on here and if I go on a little rant or whatever, I start after the podcast or whatever, you know, when I'm kind of reflecting on how it went and, you know, like, oh, yeah, you know, or when during the editing process that sometimes or a lot of times actually, I'm like, damn, you know, I, feel like I do get on here and just say, oh, it's so easy. You know, if you want to start being healthy, just start eating healthy. If you want to make more money, start working or whatever. But, you know, for a person who has those chemical imbalances, you know, I've never been in that type of position in my life. So I'm not really seeing things in their light and that it's just not for most people, or I guess for some people, generally speaking, it's not that easy. Just that, you know, you can't, you just can't get out of your own way when you have that going on. And you know, I kind of get down on myself. It's like, well, yeah, I shouldn't have said it like that. You know, I should have tried to be more detailed and, you know, and, and that's a good thing about these long form audio podcasts so that I can actually kind of get out more of my thoughts and to say that, you know, it's just not easy, you know, just, you know, just if you want to go run a marathon and run out there and just start running, you know, but it takes a lot more work for somebody who has that chemical imbalance. And that's my point that, and I, you said it very well that, you know, hey, instead of feeding the dark beast or whatever you just said, you know, feed the good one. You know, there's wolves inside us. And then, yeah, I mean, there's going to be good days and bad days. I mean, just like anybody else, we're all human. But it's just a matter of which one are you feeding? And I'm glad you said that and brought that up. And, and I appreciate that. Yeah, because I don't want to be that person who just makes everything so easy because, you know, life is not easy. I mean, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of practice to get it right and to get to your goals and where you want to be at. And, and yeah, appreciate that, Ben. Yeah. Just for bringing that up and making me trigger that in my head. So that's all I wanted to say. 
I even agree with you though that it is easy. It's just, the the end game's not easy. I've never ran a marathon. To me, running a marathon sounds really freaking hard. <laughs> but running yeah. down the street when you haven't went on a jog in a month, running two blocks, that's not hard. Maybe it's just one block. Maybe it's just one push up. Maybe it's just one book. Maybe it's just one video. We don't have to go and run a freaking marathon. That's hard. Yeah. But doing something's not hard. Exactly. Something. You think that's something. So where people get this idea that, hey, I want to, you know, have a network and run five podcasts. And then they just take on so much or they just say, hey, I'm going to go run a marathon. And they just start running down a block to go run 26 miles. And they obviously when you said they haven't ran in a month or two months or whatever it was that they hit the wall and they just like, oh, this shit's too hard. I can't do this, you know, and then they just immediately just accept defeat and say, nope, can't do it. I'll just go back and curl up and say, fuck it. Well, why are you doing it? That's always my question. You got to have are a why. Are you doing it because I told you to? Are you doing it because you want to be healthier, healthier, happier, more fulfilled? Mm. Are you doing it? Are you getting that car because you saw an Instagram person in that car? Are you getting that car because you've been manifesting your whole life because you believe you deserve it and you like a luxury car? Sure. Like you need to be aligned with your why and your values and do it your way. If not, you're going to give up. And if you don't give up when you reach there, it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows because you were going in the wrong direction the whole time. Yeah. I'm never going to tell someone running a marathon's a bad idea because you'll get in good shape. But if you're trying to repair a marriage, maybe training for a marathon isn't how you do it. Yeah. That's a good point. Ben what, ben, what gives you hope, dude? Does have seen these underdog stories? Does you know, knowing your own story where you decided, hey, I want to re-change my life and, you know, go to more of a positive way. Does that give you hope that, no, there's people like yourself and others out there that are doing this? Yeah, I mean, conversations like every day something new gives me hope. There's something to be grateful for. I'll do a simple example, a drastic example, because she's a queen, Oprah. The fact you can come from poverty and abuse and neglect and racism and make just you can do anything. Yeah. Now, not any of us can do anything. I, I humble myself like we all can't be Oprah. But if we're in a bad spot, we can get out of it. Sure. I believe I can get out of it. I believe you and anybody can get out of it. And we might not go win the marathon. We might go and be, be Oprah or Jocko Willick or Joe Rogan or Tony Robbins or Alan DeGeneres. That might not be in my landscape, but I don't have to be the person I was two weeks ago. Yeah. If I'm from, if I've been to jail, I don't have to live in jail. If I've done drugs. I don't have to continue doing drugs. If I've been drinking and I don't have to continue to drink. That gives me hope, man. The fact that every one of us on earth can make a tiny little change. And if everyone makes a tiny little change, creates a massive ripple where the entire world's a better place just because we all put our chips on ourselves just 1% more than we had the previous day. Yeah, dude. Speaking my language, man. And kind of going back on what I said about how people just, if they try to take on too much at one time, then hit a wall and like, oh shit, you know, why'd I do that? But it's one of those things that if you make 
better decisions than yesterday and decide that, hey, if you want to go, you know, start a podcast, if you want to go run that marathon, then, you know, hey, start by just running maybe a block around the neighborhood, then build off that. There are these small compound or these small wins will compound into something bigger. You know, if you want to stop drinking, then say, okay, I'm not going to have a drink today. You know, then work on that tomorrow. You know, Will Smith talks about it in his book that if you want to do something, what he learned in life is that, you know, he was building a wall or whatever for his dad and that he lays a brick. Okay. Then he lays the next one perfectly best that he could, you know, as far as however you lay a brick, I don't even remember how, but then he just laid the next one. Then he just did the exact same thing over and over until he had a wall built. And it was just like, man, that makes so much sense. Just, you know, don't try to take on too much, just work for it. Like you said, and boom, you know, one day that maybe, maybe sooner, maybe later, but you know, if you have a goal in mind, if you say like talking about your 12 works or whatever, your little TikTok snippet right there, it's something, mm-hmm. something's going to happen, man. And good things do it to good people. Hopefully. Can I give you an analogy, Chris? You can give me anything you it's, want, bro. It's funny that you talked about the brick lane. Cause I've said this a lot, to be honest, I didn't come up with it, but I can't remember who, cause I heard it like five years ago. Oh, I guess. My, my success is I have a success, take a brick, I lay it. Failures, I have a failure, I take a brick, I lay it. I could have four failures and I still lay four bricks because every success and failure is a brick in the foundation that I'm building. So that's what Will Smith's doing. He's one at a time laying brick. And if you fail, what a great opportunity to lay a brick because that created a foundation. Dude, it's like a lot of people start to fail and they just want to knock the whole, whole home down. Sure. Those failures are part of what's building the foundation of your home that's going to protect yourself, your family, your people, and get you everything you need. But you have to keep laying those bricks even when they're failures to get yeah. there. Yeah, dude. Ben. Want to be respectful of your time, man. Uh, When's Will Smith coming on the show? Oh, dude, uh, I think uh, next Monday, actually. <laughs> no, shit. Yeah, we're going to talk about a slap here that he gave uh, Chris Rock and see if he wants to like see what he was thinking while he did it. But no. Nah. I'm not trying to piss anybody off, but part of what I like about Zoom versus in person is I know that you can't walk over here and slap me in the face. <laughs> Yeah, just start cussing and air slapping. <laughs> I have like like a video game rage quit, take the computer and lift it up. But no, man, uh, that that'd be that'd be a fun conversation. I've always enjoyed his acting and his movies growing up. And even now, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we don't have to talk about this, but yeah, I just thought it was uh that was a very odd move of him. And you know, and I don't even know. I think he finally came out recently and said why he did it or whatever, but I didn't even read it. So, but yeah, I've always liked him as a person. And like when I read, I, mean, I read that book and I respected him even more. And, you know, I don't know. The whole slap thing was, that's weird, man. I don't know. I don't get it. But I was so I love mean, to talk to him. Yeah. I've got some theories we can talk about, but you're going to have to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear these theories. You're going to have to subscribe to the Patreon version of this episode where I break down exactly why Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. <laughs> Here's a good question that, uh, you know, I know you have, you know, the network of all your podcasts and stuff, but if you could interview or talk to somebody or whatever you want to say for 
30 minutes to an hour, you know, anybody in the world that you wanted to, who would you pick? It's funny. Cause I've asked that. I don't have a good answer for you. I got to think for a second. Do they have to be alive? Nope. Be anybody in the world. If we have, we can make anything happen. My go-tos are always like Gandhi. Ooh. Gandhi, Jesus Christ, Mother Teresa. Those are always my go-tos. Huh. What's funny is I don't know if I could ask them anything that they haven't already taught. But just being surrounded by that level of humility and wisdom and just blessing, I feel like through osmosis, I wouldn't even have to have a conversation. Just to, to have Gandhi, Mother Teresa, freaking Jesus at the table hanging out. That'd be wild. I don't know, man. No, I mean, I mean, I agree that it's one of those things that, you know, like I said, you know, we get on here and we just start having a conversation and we have no idea where, how it's going to go and where it's going to go. But, you know, when you have people like that on here, it's still, it's just, again, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. You know, what would be said or what would happen, but you know, something would happen eventually, you know, you'd start talking and then, you know, something would spark in your brain, something would spark, hopefully spark in their brain. And you could see like, Hey, what were you thinking when you did this or you said this or how are you feeling or stuff like that? And it's cool. You know, it's just like, Oh, I'm always interested in how people, so I, I'm a flight guy. I'm being honest, fight or flight. A lot of the times I don't like confrontation. I'm not a big fighter. I don't want to get in a big brawl. Nobody does. People like Jesus and mother Teresa, they had some hardship. They had some struggle. They had some poverty. I'd want to ask them how they didn't get triggered, how they stayed so resilient, how they stay so consistent. When everybody was saying that they were wrong and everyone was disagreeing them and threatening death and imprisonment, yeah. how did they say so, stay so headstrong? Because I would have probably caved. Yeah. There's, I'm wondering there, how they did it. There's something with, you know, I, I don't know if you want to say genetic makeup or just something they learned along the way, but there's something that's different in people and that. You know, and I had somebody on here who played football with Barry Sanders, and he said Barry Sanders was one of these guys, instead of being in a locker room, being all hyped up and gassing each other up and stuff, that he was in the corner, or not the corner, at his locker or whatever, but just reading, and just one of the most humble players that you could have ever met. And he was like always trying to, you know, he's arguably obviously one of the best running backs that's ever played the game, but even then he was still trying to better himself in ways, and that there was just a different presence with him, that you just knew that there was something different with this guy, you know, and he was not being like everybody else. And it, it's one of those things that if you're not joining in into the social norms and that you're uh, an outcast and not even an outcast, but just the guy who's sitting over there and just, you know, not joining in, that's like, Oh, he's different. Why is he different? And, and I don't know if people were just scared of what's different and that's why they attack that. But it's, you know, and especially when you're a person to that, know that height and the fame and you know with that great athleticism it's like why is he not doing what everybody else is doing and then it's like well maybe that's why he's so good because he's not doing what everybody else is doing and that's that's been sticking with me for a while too lately that you know oh you know there's just do your own way find your own way and you don't have to do what everyone else is doing just because you know it's a social norm and if you want to go read a book while everyone else is partying go read a book dude who cares you know if you're happy at the end of the day boom that's what matters Amen, dude. And Bro. I'd hate to be, hate to be eye to eye with that guy. He's un, <laughs> untouchable. Bro. Yeah. Yeah. Talking I, about, 
all right, right. champagne the day before stayed up all night then you got to try to catch barry not gonna happen <laughs> no man <laughs> yeah no not for all and even yeah me being uh like you know talking about height earlier you know i'm five foot seven on a tall day so me trying to even take him down or anything and night not gonna happen but yeah man i don't know bro i want to be respectful of your time and I know you got other things going on. So uh, if people want to find you, if they want to find your social, anything you want to plug, feel free to do that, man. Easiest way to do it, one-stop shop, balbertmarketing.com. So B as in Ben, Albert as in Albert Einstein. So balbertmarketing.com slash all links. I might change it because it trips people out. There's three L's, all links. So balbertmarketing.com slash all links. Spent a lot of time on LinkedIn, but I'm also on Instagram, TikTok. I've got my email. I've got my calendar link if you want to spend the time with me. Facebook, I got my website. I got businesses, podcasts. Hang out wherever you're comfortable. Dude, all I want is your listeners to do something. So go to balbermarketing.com. I can't even say it. Balbermarketing.com slash all links and click on one of the buttons and I'll be there. Nice. Ben, thanks for being here, dude. I appreciate this conversation. I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Appreciate it. Okay. Everyone be good to yourselves. We're gone. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.